Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm Lena. And I'm Sean. We are three friends who all love film and thought it would be cool to discuss movies from our perspective. We rate movies in terms of how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. We call it the Martini Scale. Well, ladies, it's almost time. Yes, it is. Time to vote. So with just weeks to go until the most important election of our lifetimes, and with early voting already underway in some states... We figured we'd take a slight departure from our normal format this week and call attention to something that is more important than any movie you will watch in the near future. And that is your vote. So we're going to spend this episode highlighting some important resources um, in addition some other surprises. And of course, we'll be discussing some of our favorite politically themed films and documentaries. And we have a very, very special guest to talk about her new YouTube show, Rebranding America. It's very on theme for this election season, and it fits this episode perfectly. But first up, what are we drinking, Natalie? Oh, I am <laughs> so excited about this. I delicious. She's Can't on a roll with the deliciousness. All I know yeah. is it better be red, white, and blue. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I mean, it, most, it kind of is. So it is the red, white, and blue teeny. Uh, so it's uh, red, white, and berry Smirnoff vodka. Uh, and then I muddled some blueberries and some blue curacao. So, I mean, mm. this is definitely right up your alley, Sean. So, and of course, I have some red, white sparkles on there and some garnish of strawberry and blueberries. So it's very patriotic and very delicious. Love it. Very delicious. Looks delicious. You did me proud this week. Good job. Good. Good. (laughs) All right. So before we move on to the films we plan to discuss this week, we wanted to share some important resources with you. Um, We really want to try to make an effort to help you navigate this election because Let's face it, we're living in some crazy times and we want you to have to focus on this, but we don't, have, we don't want to have to make you do a ton of work. So we've done a ton of work for you. Um, but first off, I want to ask you ladies why this election is so important to you because I have a rant, so I'll go last. Oh my God, <laughs> of course, the Sean rant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to hear from you guys. What, why is this election important? Um, for me, I just feel like... We're, this is crazy. The, the, what's happening right now in America is crazy, let alone the world. But right here in uh, close to me, home, there's just, it's just such nonsense that's happening. And I really think that this person that has been elected and has been trying to lead our country has completely failed at leading. Um, and I just... Not that I think that, unfortunately, Biden is the best person to be leading, but at least I feel like there's at least a compassionship, and some this uh, Trump just doesn't care about anybody, and it well, he cares about he, himself. Well, yes, it, but it's in the way he speaks to people, it's in the way he treats people, and I'm sorry, but if I had a son, I would never raise him to be like this man. And I would say, this is the kind of man you don't want to be, which is the complete opposite of what we are in America. We want to look up to that person. We want to be proud that this is our leader. And I just feel like 
the start of like this movement that's happening with our country right now needs to have the momentum and you know maybe i think most importantly is just getting this guy out of office it may not be like that joe's going to change the world for us because probably not going to happen but at least getting this guy out of here is important to me because i just feel like he doesn't listen to anybody but himself and he just wants to make money and he's a businessman. He is not. He is not a leader. Period. Well, we learned today That's that he's actually. That's very important. A rant, but still. <laughs> we learned today that he's actually not a real businessman either. But well, exactly. Like, I mean, he's figured out how to not pay taxes. I yeah. think I've so paid how is more taxes man... <laughs> than he has the last couple of years. <laughs> how is this man like? getting away with that and our president this is crazy to this that's illegal it is illegal it's a it's a shame it's a fucking sham and shame yeah you know Anyways. it's funny because it's i you know i know in a lot of entertainment areas they want people to try and be unbiased so you're not you know boxing out a certain audience and it's a little hard to do that right now and I just don't feel like he represents our country the way I would want a leader to represent our Much country. nicely or uh, better said than I do. <laughs> you know, and it's, and we're going to talk about some movies and some stuff that I, I guess we'll get into that in a little bit. But to me, I am just embarrassed that this is the person that is speaking on behalf of the United States to other countries for us. He's the person that's supposed to protect us and keep us safe. And I just think he's incapable of doing so. I, that's just my personal opinion. And I think the part that is most frustrating to me is that we're slightly beyond, not slightly, we're beyond the conversation of, we disagree on the fiscal economics of our country and how we want the government to spend money and how they're involved in our lives. And, you know, at a state level, at a city level, whatever it is, this is now we're talking about human rights that I had hoped we had moved past, you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago, and we're not, and we're having these same conversations and things are going to be rolled back even further if this continues on. So, to me, it's an incredibly important election, especially if you haven't voted in the past, that it's, this is something, it is your civic duty. That's not something that I take lightly anymore. And I think we're at a stage where it's like everybody needs to put effort into this. I don't know how anybody could sit back and not vote this election if they have the ability to do so. Like to sit and not this is the one way you could be active. You know, I understand like getting into politics oneself or city council or whatever, or going to meetings maybe isn't possible for everybody, but this is some way you can have a voice and you need to exercise that right. Yeah. I mean, all of that, I think everything you guys said is hundred percent accurate. I think um, for me, I truly believe it's the most important election of our lifetimes. I think that, um, decency is on the ballot. Um, I think that we have the most, the most corrupt individual in the history of this country is currently occupying the White House. And I think the worst part of that is that literally no one has held him accountable in the last four years that he's been in office. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and given the opportunity of four more years in power, I truly believe that the damage to our democracy will be irreparable at that point. Um, and listen, I understand that 
you may not be super enthusiastic for Joe Biden, like Lena said, I get it. But I think if you care about the future of this country, if you care about immigration, if you care about healthcare, if you care about the economy, climate change, actually having leadership at the helm that will navigate us through this fucking insane pandemic, like think about his administration has done nothing. It's just getting worse and worse and we're still sitting in our fucking houses. Like he, Biden is literally the only option right now that can get us out of that. And we have to do what is right by our fellow Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that we can sort the rest out once we have a steady hand at the wheel again. That's kind of how I look at it. Um, you know, but we need to take back the White House and we need to take back the Senate and we need to maintain control of the House because that's the only way that we're going to accomplish anything going forward. And, you know, like I said, the only way to do that is for us to vote in numbers that send a clear message to everybody in Washington that what they're doing right now is not acceptable. Um, You know, and like Natalie said, I I believe it's your fundamental responsibility as an American right now to exercise your vote. Um, Please don't forget that men and women have literally died for that right. Um, They've died so that you could have that right. If you're listening to this Mm -hmm. right now and you're in America, people have died for that right. Do not take that for granted because if you do, the consequences will be dire. Well, I'll, I mean, I'll be completely honest in the sense that in my previous years of life, um, I have maybe only paid attention to big ticket items on, you know, that yeah. I'm voting for. And I have felt an immense sense of responsibility to pay attention to everything that I'm voting for and really making sure that I'm educating myself beyond even what's in the packet that they give me, mm-hmm. you know, studying each measure and making sure that that's, you know, I'm voting appropriately. And I think, you know, marching in the streets with some of these protests and like, how can you get involved? How can you take action? It's being, you know, really responsible for how you're voting, you know, and I think that's something that now I really need to be cognizant of. Well, I, you know what? I'm really glad that you said that because I think that sometimes people just go into the ballot box and they just vote for the the president, right? And then maybe like the senator or the house member because they Mm -hmm. recognize the name or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think um, like there's in California, you know, not to digress too much, but we have a really important initiative on the ballot. Um, I think it's Prop 22, I want to say. And it has to do with the Uber contract drivers. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that those propositions in particular are worded by Uber, by Lyft, by DoorDash, by all these people that want you to vote a certain way in their favor. And what a lot of people don't realize about that particular proposition is that Uber is trying to get out of paying their yeah. contractors. That's really what this comes down to. Most of them at this point make less than a minimum wage. They have to pay get for gas in their own vehicles. They have to pay for the maintenance on their cars. They have absolutely no insurance benefits. They don't have unemployment benefits. They don't have vacation benefits. They it's it's become ridiculous and uber's the one that's breaking in the profits well mm-hmm. not really but that's a whole other issue um so they've worded this proposition to make you feel bad for the drivers like they're going to somehow you know suffer for this but no actually it's these companies that would rather spend the money fighting you know washington bureaucracy in their favor um than pay their employees so i'm not going to tell you how to vote on that proposition but i'm going to tell you that you should do your due diligence and make sure that you understand mm-hmm. what is at stake this election because it's much more than, um, you know, the presidential election, which is the most important thing. But there's also, you know, state and local levels have a lot of influence over things like police funding, um, mm-hmm. you know, health, healthcare, um, local, local healthcare, 
um, all kinds of stuff that you might not even realize. So it's your responsibility as a citizen. You're sitting at home right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, spend some. There's time no better out. time to do some research. Yeah. No better. And when time. you say like, you know, oh my vote doesn't count for anything, and you know I go out there and nothing changes. Well, that's because you need to do it on your local level. Yeah, you totally. need to really be focused on mm-hmm. what is going on in your county and in your state. And those are the things that will affect you and you'll see it. Yep. Great. Well, this is, you know, this is going to be a wild next month or so. <laughs> Understand. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought the time leading up to the last election was uh, crazy, but this is just, I'm just glad it's not my birthday this year. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I don't need that again. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we want to make sure that you have all the resources that you need to make a well-informed choice at the ballot box, whether it's in person or virtually this November. And keep in mind that early voting is already underway in some states. So you may also want some resources to educate friends, your family, acquaintances, or perhaps you want to know how you can volunteer to be a poll worker like I am doing this year. Um, so come out and see me because I'll be out there checking so you in. So proud of you. <laughs> I think that's so sweet of you to do that because, you know, I think there's a lot of poll workers that are older citizens and yeah. it's not the safest place for them to be right yeah. now. So I think that's for you taking your time to do that. I think that's amazing. Well, I think also too, it's like, yes, like obviously the older people shouldn't be out because of the COVID pandemic mm-hmm. right now, but like you know, how is that going to affect like voting if they don't have volunteers doing this? So, you know, I wanted, I'm like, obviously I'm still unemployed. Hello. Um, So I'm (laughs) like, you know, I have the time to do it. And how can I do something again on my local level to be part of this election? Like I'm doing everything I can in my power to do that. Um, So make your phone calls, send your texts, you know, to on your on the behalf of your local, your Senate, and the presidential candidate, like just let people know all all the things that you can do because they're out there and just research them and figure it out. Yep. We were raised better, people. It's true. <laughs> and so, like we said, um, all of these re- we did a lot of this work for you. So all of these resources are going to be linked in the show notes for this episode. Um, so check those out for more information. Um, I think the best resource for everyone is going to be vote.org. If you go there, you can find out where you can register to vote. You can check your registration status. You can find your polling place. You can check for mail-in voting deadlines in your state, um, tons more. I would encourage you, if you have not checked your voter registration status, do it. Because a lot of states are purging people from voter rolls. So if you have not done it yet, Please, 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 I implore you, go check your registration status. I feel like I've done it like three times, just to like make sure. Just to check, yeah. <laughs> totally, as you, hey, as you should, as you should. Um, votesaveamerica.com is another great resource. You can actually go there and learn more about all the candidates. And they have the coolest thing I've ever seen. So you can adopt a swing state. And so what that means is that you can oh, basically cool. work to educate voters in these states on how to make an informed decision. And you can help them get to the polls on election day. And I have to tell you... Um, First of all, you can do this all from the comfort of your own home, which is amazing. But I actually did this um, last in 2016. 
on election day. And it was really cool because you wake up that morning and you know, some people don't answer their phones, but some people do. Sometimes it's older people that don't know where their polling place is. And so you literally go to the internet for them and you say your polling place is a block away at, you know, one, two, three main street. And they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I didn't know that. And you also like, you'll know like, okay, so this state, cause different states have different voting rules, right? So you'll have it all on your computer screen and you'll be able to say this state actually allows you to register the day of some states do some states mm-hmm. don't, but you potentially just got another vote. Right. So, uh, so important. I can't emphasize enough. These are, these are super easy things that you can do and they'll make an impact. That's cool. Love that. I just hit my microphone. I didn't mean to. Um, <laughs> but yes, that's, I think that's great. There's also so many resources at your disposal in 2020. I mean, really, anything we need is at our fingertips. Thank you, Apple. They were not sponsored, but I would love to be. Um, but, and I don't want to sound rude, but it's going to, I'm going to be rude. You be don't rude. have an excuse to not participate in our democracy, guys. If you're over 18. If you're over 18, no or excuse. If you're going it's to very be, easy. If you're going to be 18 by November 3rd. Yes. Yeah. I think it's it's important. Have a voice. Use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even even if you disagree with us, like, and that's fine. I mean, I don't love it, but like, you know, but use <laughs> but your voice. You participate. Yeah, yeah, participate, you know. And learn and research. And to further educate you on what's at stake in this election, we have a special guest joining us today. She's dedicated the last 20 years of her career studying, building, and reinventing brands. Her work as an executive brand strategist gives her a unique perspective on the language used to describe an experience and the behavior that follows. And it's inspired her latest project, Rebranding America, a new show premiering this week on YouTube that explores the question, who would America be if it actually became who it said it was? Krista Michelli, welcome to the Martini Scale. Hey, thanks. So tell us what inspired you to embark on this endeavor and especially in this current political climate. Um, honestly, I created the show because I wanted to respond to my own tension that I'm feeling uh, as an American in a way that I feel is unique to my own experiences. Um, I, I think something that's I've noticed at least in the last six months, couple of years, is that people get easily paralyzed by how much information there is and the shifts that are happening on the hour, every hour. Um, and they don't know where to start to either engage or um, to create something different <laughs> so they don't do anything. And I was starting to feel that way and I got nervous um, that I would just become apathetic and let the moment pass when I really believe that we're in a particularly special moment, uh, to really create change and affect policy and shift our behavior as a nation. So I thought, why don't I just do what I do every day and (laughs) look at this as like a client, (laughs) what what if I had America as a client what would I do um, to help them shift the way they communicate and in turn the way they behave um, in a way that aligns the two things so that's that's honestly how it started it was a response to my own personal tension and it was the only way that I felt like I could actually do something was to pretend like I was working on a project that no one hired me to do 
But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what's, you know, obviously in this project, you're taking a look at what the American dream is and breaking down what it would look like if we were to be following through with that. What did you think the American dream was prior to starting this project? And then once you kind of started doing your research, how did that change or did it change? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I definitely, if someone would have asked me prior to this project, Hey, what's the American dream? I would say, uh, to the rags, the riches story. Like, you know, you can start at the bottom and go all the way to the top. Um, I have a little bit of that story in my own family, not all the way to the top, but you know what I mean? Like been able to like, I guess, pursue things and just work hard enough and attain this like life that is good and digging into the research and really trying to get to the root of where some of this language came from and what it was representing. Um, it was really altruistic. It was very like, Oh, back in the thirties, the twenties, we really meant for it to be, um, moral over, materials we really meant for it to be for everyone and equality mm -hmm. and this upward mobility that like everyone if they just showed up and did the work had a chance mm -hmm. and what i found is that that tone started shifting the rhetoric like the hijacking of the term american dream started shifting in the 70s and it started to get used in advertising, which I felt particularly gross about. Cause I'm like, Oh cool. That's like my, my industry that bastardized this entire term. Um, and they just like started relentlessly promoting the American dream as synonymous with things like houses, two cars, um, like Coca-Cola, uh, like whatever you could sell, right? Mm -hmm. Like you will be, you will have a better life you will have the American life if you buy this thing. Um, and therefore you will have the American dream. And man, that just like that stung. I was like, shit, that's like, that's on my industry. Mm -hmm. um, and it affected policy. Like we'll see that in episode two. I really break down what advertising and marketing did with the American dream in the seventies to, to make it what our generation now knows is synonymous with homeownership or shit like things how yeah. much stuff can we accumulate um, well so tell us a little bit about the show like the format like how many episodes um and what can we expect when watching it yeah so the format is pretty basic uh the maximum number of minutes is 15 there's six episodes okay. it's one episode every week leading up to the election starting on the 28th, which is Monday. Um, and I start by giving context for what this means uh, for the history of America um, wrapped around the American dream because I'm really only tackling marketing and branding. I, I am not qualified to talk from a legal standpoint or really a political standpoint. I'm just trying to assess it as if it were a marketing client or branding mm -hmm. client. Um, and I give a lot of context for how we got here. Um, I talk about where we need to start going to get more aligned with the values. And then I give everyone homework, like literal homework where you can go and like download a PDF and answer questions. So you can start 
taking personal ownership as an American for making this dream, this American dream, this promise that we've communicated real for everyone. So one of the things that I actually really like about the show is that it's politically agnostic. It doesn't lean liberal or conservative. You kind of just like, you present the facts to people as you, as you feel they exist. Um, so I'm going to turn it around and I'm actually going to get, I ask you to get a little political for a second. Um, I mean, it is a political show. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta turn it around somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, tr- I tried to say, yeah, I tried to tell someone the other day, I was like, uh, it's not, I'm not like into politics. They were like, you did a political show. Totally. Well, and so our show is not political either, um, but we've kind of taken a stance in this current environment and we've made this episode specifically a little political. Um, so we're just bringing everybody on our, on our ship. Um, why is it so important for you to vote in this election? Like, and, and why will you be voting? Well, first of all, um, I, I have to admit, and I've, I think, Sean, I've told you this before, I was not politically active, aka not, like, active in my democracy. <laughs> and this is, it's not that I haven't ever voted, but really I only voted with the top ticket people in mind. I was definitely someone who really didn't do a lot of research. I did enough research to at least be familiar with names. Um then when I started digging in, in the last couple months, I was like, oh my God, like prosecutors are a really big deal. Like, they're making a lot of decisions for people um, and like determining people's fate. Um, and they could just be grumpy that day or whatever. Like this is like a, this is way bigger deal. And there's always like 17 of them. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know, dot, and then move on. And so for me, I just think it's so critical to, to be a thoughtful voter, um, particularly in this election. We just have so much information. Why wouldn't you do the research? Um, But also, because there's a lot of people who don't get to vote for whatever reason. And every decision, every policy, every person that is in, in leadership is determining their fate. And they don't even get to say what that is and so there's just this like particular arrogance and entitlement um to not exercising our right i mean i think it's that's such an important point that you make because i think that's that's part of the case that i try to make to everybody that i know and even the people that i don't know but might somehow reach um this is a this is a right that you have living in this country and there's so much responsibility that comes with that. And people that just dismiss it or say, oh, I'm not interested or, you know, I'm not into politics. That's the, that's the refrain that you hear about there constantly. Um, it like kills a part of my soul every time I hear someone say that, because to your point, Krista, there's people that would, I mean, not just, I mean, we could talk about the rest of the world, people that don't have this right, but people specifically in America that don't have this right. Um, and they choose to, you know, disregard it. And so I I think that's a really, you know, excellent point that you make there. Well, I mean, I'm so excited to tune in. We definitely got a little sneak peek on the first episode, which I'm so excited about. Um, but tell everybody where we can watch it, how they can connect with you. Uh, YouTube is where every single show will be released on Monday evenings at 
five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Um, the channel is just my name, Krista Michelli, and I'm sure you'll have it in your show notes because that's an impossible last name to spell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also, um, Rebranding America has its own Instagram as well. So you'll get a lot of information there. There's going to be some of the homework questions. You can have more of an interactive experience. Um, and then there's going to be a website that launches tomorrow, uh, called rebrandingamerica.us. Um, and that'll have the transcript of every single show, including the show, um, the resources that I use, uh, in case people really want to go down a rabbit hole. Um, and then the homework as well that you can download right from those particular posts. And you're launching it as a podcast too, right? I am. I think that's not going to happen until week two or three, because I, I want to make sure that people aren't confused as to where to go <laughs> to even get the show. It's like the little engine that could, and I don't want them all separating all over the place. So um, we will definitely have this available on podcasts so that you can, you know, angry run your way through each episode if you need to. <laughs> Cool. And if you want to hear more with Krista, um, you can find a longer and more extensive version of the conversation over at thinkoutsidethelines.com, which is my other podcast. Um, we talked a little bit more extensively and we dive a little bit deeper into a lot of these topics. All right, ladies, let's discuss some movies. Let's do it. Woohoo! Uh, this is actually the part of the show that's like our regular podcast. So if you, I guess if you <laughs> skip, skip to this part, welcome. Uh, and now I'm uh, several martinis in. <laughs> Let's see if I can read all these words properly. I, I left you guys. I left the freezer open. So yeah. this is the level. I was like, what's happening? Why is the freezer open? <laughs> Someone steal uh, some ice cream? Yeah, I'm a little tipsy myself. So this will be fun. Lena, do you want to go first? What yes, I will go first. But I just have to say, oh prior to, in my life, I have not been so open and wanted to do anything political. I honestly, it really, I didn't get it. I was like, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. So when we started this, I was like, I don't really have like those type of movies that like inspired me or something because I just stay away from them. I just, it, it never like was like my cup of tea. So it was very interesting for me because uh, I was like, I kind of know where Natalie's going. I kind of know where Sean's probably going to go. And I was like, you know, what can I do to still involve some good movies, but still be a little weird and Lena at the same time? So speaking of weird and Lena, I just want to say for really for a quick second, I'm actually really proud of you because I know that you... Um, I do know that about you, that you weren't like super politically engaged before. And I think that speaks to most people, to be honest. So no fault yeah. there. Um, but I've just like, I've watched you these last few months. Like you've been really involved in like the Black Lives Matter stuff and the protests. And I've seen even like your Instagram posts. You're kind of like coming to the dark side with me where I like, that's all I post <laughs> on Instagram. Um, and I know you're like, you've, you've gone from being a pole dancer to a pole worker. And so I'm like super... <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. How do you Very true. <laughs> but, um, you used to have a pole in my apartment, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> but like, hey, listen, pole dancing is this whole beautiful art form that we could talk about on another episode. But um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but like, I I, I'm just, I'm really proud that you're doing that, like in the middle of a pandemic. Like, I'm just, no. I don't know. It's like, 
Good for you. Good well, for you. I mean, I think it's just you get to the point where like you just really get fed up. And like to me, you know, my awakening or being woke up at, in this year was all of this stuff that's happening. And I'm like, what the fuck is actually going on? And I just was like, and I think that my mind is sort of like an engineer. I need to know how things work. So yeah. then when I started diving into like, okay, well, what's the deal with this? And how did this get started? And why are people talking about that? It was like so mind blowing to me, like to like research and like look at things. I'm like, holy crap. I didn't know half the shit that was going on in my own country. And I'm like, that really kind of upset me personally. Cause I was like, I need to be more concerned about this. So I'm really, I, I'm, I, I really feel like you're not the only one in that position. And I, I can't emphasize that enough. I have a statistic. Yeah. I'm trying to pull it up on my phone right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I will say like, I for sure was living the ignorance is bliss yeah. lifestyle as far as politics politics goes and it's like okay i'm electing people that want to do this for their entire lives you handle this shit i don't want to pay attention to this stuff you know so it just to me like i it's now at a point where it's like well i can't do that anymore you know like that's just not an option so i think there's a lot of people that are in that position um you guys and i want to read you a quick statistic that i read last night that i was like i had to like do a triple take this is not the 750 dollars that donald trump paid in taxes last year (laughs) this is um so in 2016 at this point in the november like in november election 2016 um at this point 9500 people had already voted so not a ton of people um as of yesterday 866,000 people have already voted <gasps> that's in great. the election. So that's really good. Wow. my hope is that that's, that's, that's Lena, that's Natalie, that's people that have not felt politically engaged up to this point mm-hmm. um, that are saying, fuck this shit. Yeah. We need change and we're yeah. going to make our voices heard. Yeah, and totally. that's what we're doing the show for. So totally. All right. All right. Well, I'll start off with, a pretty classic um i mean it is political just because it was a big scandal back in the 70s the watergate scandal oh, um frost nixon? nixon no it's actually oh, okay. all the president's men oh look at you so i went back and i was like i found like a good classic won some Oscars, nominated for a bunch of shit. And I was like, okay, what is this about? Um, Because again, like history, politics, that was not my jam in school. I like math and science. I didn't pay attention to any other shit. So, you know, I was like, what's this about? And obviously it's, it's a good movie. So I was like, let me just see how this works out. And it's in black and white. It's, um, what's that? Well, it kind of feels like it's black and white because it's so old. <laughs> like it's so old looking. It like, kind of feels like it's it black and white. It feels totally okay, black that. and white. Like, yeah, it's oh not, God, but like, I feel funny. like it's so It's definitely muted. like a seventies vintage it's sepia very... tone throughout, but it's, I mean, yeah. there is color. It's gritty looking. <laughs> it's, you know, old cameras, old film. It's gritty looking, you know, Robert Redford, Dustin Hoffman. And like, Robert Redford is gorgeous and Dustin Hoffman. It's like this guy just, he's so quirky and like the way that the two ended up like working together, it's about the, you know, obviously the Watergate Nixon scandal. And then I was like researching a little bit. I was like, he actually wanted 
Al Pacino to play Dustin Hoffman's character, Bernstein. Oh, and God. I, oh, I don't know how that would have worked with, like, Robert Redford and Al Pacino. But, I mean, the movie is a good movie. It's a long movie. It's a lot of information. But, again, to me, it's like, okay, look at these reporters who are, like, getting, a, like, a, a tip about something. And then they decide to research and then they decide to call people and back then you didn't have all the resources we have now so it was interesting to see like how they got to dig into this like presidential white house scandal just by writing notes down on a napkin and like calling each other from pay phones and like it was just like you know it's an interesting movie because of the scandal but I mean, again, it's one of those movies where I'm like, okay, it's so, uh, great. I watched it. it. It's fine. I liked it. You guys, I, it. I cannot wait until the movies about the Trump administration come out. Can you imagine what oh a shit God. show that's going to be? Have you ever uh, seen it, Sean? Have you seen all the presidents? Then? I have. You know what? I have not. I, for some reason, I feel like there was a documentary about the movie that I saw <laughs> on like CNN, um, but I did not see the movie. No. It's really, it feels almost like you were discovering this information in real time <laughs> yeah. with them. Because like, you were. Yes, because <laughs> you, you are, know. yeah. You didn't know but about it's like, it. it. I mean, it is slower in the sense of like, I mean, it's kind of interesting filmmaking where it's like you're on these calls that they're making to people where it's like cold calls to try and get information out of sources and you're, it's, the camera's on them for 10 minutes at a time and it yeah. never cuts to anything else mm -hmm. so it's like kind of the interesting look you feel like you're sitting there like on the phone with them so it's like real and like you're not hearing the other end of the conversation you're just hearing how they're responding to it's just it's kind of a it makes it feel more real so i think i mean it's definitely i think it's an interesting one to watch especially if you don't know anything about watergate you know yeah. I it's and it's obvious it's like just kind of a classic everything a like sense. yeah they dig deep and they find this person then they find that person then they know that oh the secretary's been talked to now she's not answering the question and like you know how basically how back in the 70s shit was corrupt then and they were doing some fucking shit then like yeah. they continue to do shit and it's more shit on top of shit where did you watch this what platform Oh, well, I actually purchased it on iTunes for $4.99 because oh. um, I think they were doing a bunch of like political type movies. And I was like, you know, it's a classic. I might as well spend the $4.99 and, you know, renting a movie is $3.99, $4.99 anyway. So I was like, oh, I'll yeah. just buy it. Look at you. I, I bought Serendipity this week for $4.99. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Very different movie. And I just want to say, I watched, I bought Titanic too because I just been like. You desiring. haven't had Titanic no, yet? No, that's like the one movie in my collection I never owned. I watched it last night. It is a fucking classic, stunning film yeah. presentation. Yes. Ugh. It's, it's, you know what? It's timeless. It felt it, like I was watching it, it again for the first time. Yeah. Anyway. I love that movie. I bought the faculty Bitch, in your next. Move over on the door. Move over and let Leo Put get Jack on, the, on door. the door. He can fit. Like it we've barely done even tried. We've done the geometry on this. <laughs> There's so many ways he could have fit. It's you know what though? That scene where they're like, I just, I remember being in the theater. I think I saw it in the theater like 10 times, but like, I remember being in the theater watching that scene where they're like about to go under and you just like, 
I've never had a moment in cinematic history in all of my movie viewing experience where I have felt so much anxiety for what is about to happen to these characters. And you, you feel like you're in that scene with them. It's just, it's that whole scene where the ship is going down is just such great filmmaking. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Second job I ever had only because there wasn't enough room for me and I had to work at Sears. And then I got the job at the movie theater at the mall. You snuck in and watched Titanic? No, I was working at the movie theater and we had to give intermission oh my God. while showing Titanic so people could go to the bathroom <laughs> because it's so long. I, w- I think I had to go to the bathroom every single time I watched that movie because it was so long. And I remember like it's a movie about water, which like intensifies your <laughs> needing to go to the bathroom experience. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Shoot an episode on Titanic. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, it's maybe great. like the hundredth anniversary is coming up or something. Oh, oh my god, hundred! I just oh, want to say well, up to, of the of actual, the actual Titanic. Titanic. The last thing I'm gonna say it is, is the movie. next year. The last thing I'm gonna say is Leo, Leo, Leo DiCaprio. I forgot how attractive he used to be because he's oh not. My god. Oh used my god, used to always. Oh, I don't think he's attractive now at what? all. No, sorry. He's but morphing he, into Jack Nicholson a little. Yeah, bit, exactly. But, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I who is a kind of attractive older gentleman? I don't. Okay, know. but yeah, Leo DiCaprio is like, it. Leo DiCaprio is like my age, and he looks like he's like 15, 20 years older than me. A little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah. sorry, it's just it is what it is. Leo could. He likes him. the Hollywood life. What can you do? Yeah, he oh, does. Okay. At least he's not dead. Okay. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's true. He did survive that. He survived it. <laughs> I was a part of uh, buying him a drink one evening, but uh, that's oh. a story for another podcast. Okay, that's it. We're settled for the 100th anniversary. We're doing a Titanic episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, doing it. <laughs> Natalie's sure. going to share her story. <laughs> oh, it's a pretty funny story. Love stay, it. Stay tuned. I stay love tuned. that Got to tease the audience. <laughs> Lena, what is your second pick? Okay, so again, I was like researching you know, presidential political movies. And I didn't want to pick, you know, I picked all the president's men. I was like, I feel like this one's very much like mainstream. I was like, on I want to go, yeah, on the nose. I wanted to go a little obscure, a little out of place. Cause I knew that one Natalie wasn't. And I knew that Sean probably hasn't seen this movie. A lot of people haven't even heard of this movie. Um, and that's why, again, we don't put our notes sharing because we don't want people to see me. Um, but I actually shared I, my notes for the first time ever. I know you did. I know, I know, I know. I, you did. And I was like, oh, I knew one of those. Um, uh, <laughs> again, why I knew where you guys were going. Yeah. Um, anyways, this movie is called Citizen Ruth. Heard of it? No. 1996 satirical black comedy directed by Alexander Payne who did Election, The Descendants, Up in the Air, Sideways, Downsizing, blah, blah, blah. Um, I rented it on iTunes for $3.99. It premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in January 1996. I was not and at that one, guys. You did what? I was not <laughs> no, at that one. No, you were not at that one. I think or you, you were still alive. in preschool. <laughs> I was alive. <laughs> rude. I said preschool. Fair. Um, well, anyways, it's Alexander Payne's directorial debut, and it stars Laura Dern, oh. Swoozie Kurtz, Kelly Preston, rest in peace, mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds, Kurt Woodson. Rest Smith. in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Burt. Um, and uh, a couple of people, and Tippi Hendren. 
Tippi Hedren. The film follows a poor, drug-addled, irresponsible pregnant woman who unexpectedly attracts national attention from those involved in the abortion debate. It got an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. And let me say, we've been loving some Laura Dern in recent years, Big Little Lies. Um, man, she is good. She's marriage just, Story, the only redeemable oh, quality of yes. Marriage Story. She's wild and crazy in 1996. Oh, she is man. the star of this, and she really carries this movie she i thought she was so fantastic because she's basically um she's being pulled from like side to side so she there's no like one like version that alexander payne the director is like trying to like promote he's looking that both sides are fucking out of their mind when it comes to abortion and it's just it was really interesting to watch because it is kind of a comedy but it's dark comedy but like the way he did it i really liked it and i was like oh this is so interesting that this isn't like a movie that people talk about but i mean i guess it is kind of a weird out there kind of movie that a lot of people haven't watched but 81 percent on rotten tomatoes so if you find this movie and you watch it i feel like you you'd probably like it huh. because it's it's super interesting and she is great i think swoozy kurtz is fantastic and what is it is it mary Kay? yeah um, that plays the other side so. lady uh, man they're just they're out there and it is talk about the karens of the world it is great is really really great i i'm really excited that you picked this because getting to watch, watch it, so. yeah getting to watch it i was like i had never even heard of this movie that this even existed and getting to watch it at first you're like what in the fuck am i watching like what is going on here and i feel like in the perfect like dark comedy world of like who alexander payne is you're seeing it's not like a voice on like one side is better than the other you're kind right. of seeing that like both of these political positions are so strong and kind of extreme in how they're represented that they're missing who the person is at the heart of this. Cause, and yeah, not the spoiler alert, the end of it. It's just like, yeah. And it's like, it's I mean, crazy. the movie does such a good representation <laughs> so good. of like how crazy people can get <laughs> fighting blindly, find fighting for blindly. these causes. Mm -hmm. And not really having all the information or mm -hmm. kind of just following along with whoever they're with. It's, that it's, mob it's really mentality. Yeah, total mob mentality. Um, Sean, I think you would actually really, I really like think it. I rented it, but like I'm actually like I should have bought this movie because I actually really like it. And I, I so, really, when we finished watching it, my first thought was like Victor Justice is gonna put this on his it. list and he's gonna watch it for sure. <laughs> I like I know he, he is, is totally. But this I also has got his name written all over yeah, it. Totally. I know for I sure he's like, gonna do this. Watch it just just for the fact that we watch it and it's not a movie you probably would ever pick to watch, and it was surprisingly good. Yeah, like really blew my mind how how well done this movie was well and, and in like the filmmaker side of things where it's like you really get a very good look at like alexander 
Alexander Payne's like tone and mm-hmm. voice in this movie that has carried through with everything else. Cause obviously like Crazy. election, I feel like is like the big one. And it's yeah. like, that was an easy pick to pick for this mm-hmm. episode. Oh, but it's just like, got one of Natalie's sneak peeks. No, no, oh. but I no. figured one of you were going to be picking I thought, picking this I thought movie. Sean, you were going to pick election for Sean sure. I thought going to pick it. No, I, I thought yeah. I thought Natalie was going to pick election and the American president. Those are the two that I was like, these are Natalie's <laughs> good too. Well. Basic bitch, caramel. What the fuck is it? Caramel, not caramel. Um, pumpkin spice pumpkin latte. Pumpkin spice. spice latte. Oh, we're gonna get to the pumpkin spice latte at yeah, the end of this. Yeah, you episode. don't. You worry. You'll get your fill. Sweet yeah. tooth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I knew where she was going. So yeah. I was like, and I kind of thought sure. you were going a certain direction. So I was like, let me be a little like out there and like find I like something. It. I love yeah, it. It's so know? interesting. It's such an interesting movie. It's really good, Sean. I really think you should watch it. Huh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I'll know like when I rent it and watch it, if you can still watch it. I think you can still watch it for 30 days. No, you have 48 hours once you start. You have 30 days to start. And then oh, once and you then start, it's when 48 you, okay, hours. Well, never mind. But anyways, I, I highly recommend it. It's, okay. It was very, it was very fun considering the, uh, the importance of the top actuals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, by the way, I learned that I did some research while you were speaking and Leo DiCaprio is actually 45. So not okay. quite my age. I feel a little better, <laughs> but yeah, he's not looking so good anyway. And he looks good. I disagree. Disagree. Okay. Sean, your picks. Oh, that was it for you, Lena? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Too. All right. I'm going to go pretty fast because mine are all documentaries and mine are all super current. Um, They're just things that I think will be fun slash really important for you to watch. Um, So first up is a documentary that's going to be on Netflix this week. It's called Whose Vote Count Count Explains. Um, You're all in your mouth on that one. I know. It's a a lot. It's a lot to say out loud. Um, It's from Netflix and Vox Media. And actually, speaking of Leo DiCaprio, it features Leo DiCaprio, Selena Gomez, John Legend, and other celebrities. Uh, They basically explore the right to vote and why every vote is not created equal. Um, And you're going to learn about how the system works and how we can fix it, more importantly. So super important to watch that one. Um, Next up is Coastal Elites on HBO. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this one at all, but it's basically from Jay Roach, who directed um, yeah. Bombshell, yeah. Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all filmed like while in quarantine. Uh, and it's basically, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of like these different vignettes, um, but it stars Bette Midler, Sarah Paulson, Caitlin Deaver, Dan Levy, and Issa Rae. Um, and it's basically people that are sharing their experience of like COVID um, leading up to the election, um, I think the first one is Bette Midler. And I have to tell you guys, like, I've always been a Bette Midler fan, but her. this monologue that she does, did you guys watch this yet? No. Okay. This monologue that she does at the beginning is so good. Where can you watch this one again? It's on HBO. Oh. Um, it's, it's literally just like, it's everything that I have felt as like a Hillary supporter from 2016 on. It's just so good. And it's just... It's, it's just funny. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you, you know, you'll empathize with it. It's just, it's totally worth watching. Check it out. It's not, I don't think it's like more than an hour, hour and a half. Okay. Um, and then finally is an HBO documentary uh, that just came out this last week. Um, it's about foreign interference in both the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections. Um, this one hurts the soul a little bit. I don't, did you watch this one? Uh, yeah. It's- okay. 
chaos. If you are an American citizen, you have a duty to watch this documentary before you vote in November. Um, what is happening to our democracy is so much bigger than any party affiliation. Um, and I just, I, I can't emphasize enough how strongly I feel that you need to be informed going into this election. Um, and specifically in terms of what the outcome could be if we have four more years of this, because so much shit is happening behind the scenes that you have no idea what's going on. This documentary was actually produced by the guy who did Going Clear, which was the di- the documentary Scientology. about Scientology on HBO that was, that was super great. well done. Um, this documentary is fucking insane. And especially part two where it really dives, like the first part basically explains like Russian interference and like how what they did to us basically and how they, you know, They've, there's so many nuances and layers in terms of things that they've that Russia has done um, or tried to do to our democracy. Some has been successful, some has not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then part two really goes into like how the Trump campaign was involved in this and his fucking children and him. And it's just, it's, it's insane. And Have I, you said the name of it yet? It's called Agents of Chaos. So. And that's what they are. Watching Social Dilemma. And then watching Agent of Chaos is wild. Yeah, totally. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm really glad that you made that, that correlation because they, they go hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. without the internet, mm-hmm. uh, we would not be where we are today, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite frankly, yeah. um, for better or worse, in this case, worse. And I think I, I didn't talk about the social dilemma because we talked about that in our documentary episode. Yeah. Highly recommend going back and listening to that. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they go hand in hand because yep. foreign adversaries are using our, are using the internet basically to try to test our democracy. Yeah. And, and I feel cases, like social dilemma and what they talk about there is a little bit more like cotton candy version of like what's going on with social media and blah, blah, blah. And then you get into this agents of chaos where it's like, no, this is the fucking dirt and rat's nest of what's really going on in the internet. I mean, I think social dilemma obviously talks about like Mm -hmm. the psychology of how it affects us and how Mm -hmm. we're targeted. And then agents of chaos is the the political version of like, this is how those people, when they're targeted, this is the information and how they're being Mm -hmm. fed this information. You know, it's definitely, it's probably a very, I wasn't expecting it to be as long as it was. It's a two part, two hour each yeah. documentary. Yeah. Um, when I think of like a two part series or whatever, I'm always thinking like it's an hour each or whatever. So I was like, oh fuck, I was not expecting going into it that it's like four hours total. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very interesting. And I think one of the most important pieces of it is that like the kind of, tech private investigator that's like really interviewed most mostly in the second part mm-hmm. um i think is probably leans more republican and doesn't like hillary at all so it's like yeah it's not coming from a biased place of yeah. like you know we're doing everything to kind of share all of this terrible information that we want to get out it's like this is he's actually this is part of his job and he doesn't really believe in Hillary and her campaign and it's just so I think that was kind of interesting it's like yeah. it's yeah. not like that is motivating his research well the yeah, interesting thing me, about it oh. go ahead Lena sorry no go ahead 
Well, I was just going to say that to your point, Natalie, it, it actually it interviews players from like across the spectrum. So yeah. it's not just like people in the government. It's people in the government. It's people from Hillary's campaign. It's people from Trump's campaign. It's like literally everybody yeah. has a voice in this documentary. And once it's all put together, like it's very, very clear as to mm-hmm. what the fuck happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, I think it's like the social dilemma, right? For me, I was like, oh my God, look at all this Facebook like nonsense that's happening on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to agents of chaos and it's like Twitter world, Twitter, this Twitter, this tweet, 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 tweet. And I'm like, I don't know how to work this. And like, I'm kind of glad I don't know how to work this because I didn't realize. So, I mean, I thought I knew this about like Facebook and like, that's why like I take everything I see on Facebook and try to like research and like figure out what is really going on there and like knowing what are real like publications and what are not real publications. But like on Twitter, you don't get any of that. It's just people's statements of like their little words and their little sentences and like, you know, just the little things. And then knowing that like 8,000 which is not a lot compared to like how many people are on Twitter, but 8,000 of those things or more or whatever Accounts. number it was, were all fucking robot Russian things trolls. like to make you think a certain way. And I'm like, these are all fake and people are listening to them and retweeting so, them. And Okay, two things though. First and of all, our president God. retweeted one of them. He retweeted, totally. I'm like, oh my God. Totally. So the first thing I would say is that, can you please teach my mom to do that thing that you do on Facebook where you research things before you share them? Secondly, <laughs> um, <laughs> all say, moms need to know how to do that. You say it was only 8,000 accounts, but right. you think about 8,000 accounts. How many people they're reaching? Correct. How many people are sharing 8,000 accounts worth of information, of disinformation? It's yeah. fucking insane. And that's, I, they really go, they go into this one account that I thought was so interesting that had like 72,000 followers. And it's like, this is, everybody thinks that this and, is a, an American woman that lives here and it's a Russian troll house in yeah. fucking St. Oh Petersburg. You know, <laughs> well, and now they're doing like, it just come, come on, Russia. So yeah. now they're doing this thing though, where they're using AI. This is what's happening in part of 2020, right? They're doing this thing with AI where they're taking it's the person's face that you see in the profile picture is not even the, a person. It's an AI generated person that's like a hybrid of all these different people's looks. And it's just, it's maddening and people are Mm -hmm. buying it. And it's just like, oh, come on people. I think what I learned, the main difference is like on Facebook, people are sharing and re well, no, they're resharing and reposting these articles, right? So at least there's a link to like some, whatever fucking article they're linking. But on Twitter, there's nothing. It's just these people's talking and retweeting other people's sentences. So it's not like there's a link to an article that you can read. Sometimes there then is. Go, sometimes there I is. mean, sometimes there is, but like, I, t- again, I don't know how to work the tweets. So I don't, I don't understand. I'm so a TikToker. I would, I'm, I'm actually, I'm more, I, I would say Twitter is probably the platform that I am most active on. Um, it's I so confusing. Don't go I don't on Facebook. It. Yeah. Just give me TikTok dances. I don't want to do any of I, this Twitter. I shit. prefer Twitter because it's much more digestible. <laughs> it's you can just scroll through and, like you said, it's sentences as opposed to like your grandma posted the chain letter that used to be an email for. That's like whatever. <laughs> I just it's too much fun. Oh my God. Those chain letters. <sighs> All right, Natalie. Okay. Close us out, so, sweetie. Close it out. So when all of this reality is just too much for your brain. <laughs> I knew it. Because <laughs> I, love it. I, I 
feel overwhelmed a lot of times <laughs> and I feel emotionally drained from the world we're living in right now mm-hmm. that I don't think this, these were intended to, well, one was intended to be so, um, kind of escape as a movies of like a world we would love to live in. <laughs> You, you know? did pick the American president, didn't you? <laughs> and I will start with the American president. <laughs> no! Don't start with that one! I will start with that. Because already picked uh, it. I'm not going to end with that one. I knew My it. My favorite! It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I mean, it's a great fucking movie. So it um, was released in 1995, directed by Rob Reiner, written by Aaron Sorkin, um, Michael Douglas, Annette Bedding, Martin Sheen, Michael J. Fox, like Richard Dreyfus, an amazing cast, amazing cast, um, and definitely has the like wit that you would expect from Aaron Sorkin, the charm that Rob Reiner brings to everything, and I think so charming. So it's a widowed U.S. president running for re-election and an environmental lobbyist fall in love. It's an all-above-board, but it's political in perception and sparks fly anyway. So basically, <laughs> it's the pre- that's the logline. I was going to um, say, that has to be the logline. <laughs> yeah. So the president starts dating this lobbyist, who is Michael Douglas dating Annette Benning. And I have to say, this is like the most charming I think I've ever seen Michael Douglas in my entire totally. life. Totally. And just. I fell in love with oh him. God. When I watched it's the movie. So cute. And like how he handles their relationship, especially at the beginning, and how he treats her with such respect. And like, if you want to comment to the reporters, go ahead. Like, this is our stance, but you can say whatever you feel like you want to say. It just. There's so much respect there. Respect. I love seeing that. And I think. Can we miss it? (laughs) I know. And it's like seeing him represent this office and what I think prestige this position used to hold. (laughs) Like I was like. Before the comment reality I forgot what it was like to admire and respect who's sitting in that chair. And that's. It was only four years ago. (laughs) you know and 40 did you say 40 years ago four four um so to me like this is just such a cute fucking movie like it's just it is like a romantic comedy like Mm -hmm. it's what you would expect of rob reiner um i loved annette benning is so cute in this movie and i know she's stunning She's stunning. And it's like in a way that it's like confidence level. Yeah. That Hollywood doesn't cast movies this way anymore. Like her age, how she's presented. She's got like a shorter haircut, professional, like woman. It's like, okay, no, she would never be cast in a starring romantic comedy. Right. Yeah. Where's her fake tits? I don't know. Like it just, that isn't like, okay. I love long shot, but it's, and Charlize is stunning, but there's nobody else that would, ever be cast in that movie that's her age bracket like she's an anomaly of what that woman looks like at this age you know long shots my honorable mention for sure (laughs) seriously um so to me it's like the greatest version of like a 90s movie like i just it feels when we did our feel good episode that probably should have been the pick (laughs) since i didn't really (laughs) understand what that meant (laughs) (laughs) um 
but I, I just love this movie. Like, I just think it's so the, fantastic. Uh, we, uh, we've been watching this movie probably once a week because it's been on. Yeah, HBO. it's been on a lot. Um, it's been on stars. Stars, sorry. Yeah. Um, and I will say, like, I never watched this movie, like, fully through. And I never, you know, again, these are movies. I'm president. Ugh. I don't watch these movies, but like I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, he is so cute. And I like love the way he's like dating this woman. And it's like so real and so cute and so like adult. And I was like, you know, I've actually never watched the end of the movie. Like it always kind of gets to a certain point and like, I don't know why I just either I'm going to do something or it stops or whatever. And so it was on, I think two days ago. Mm-hmm. yeah whatever day and i was like oh my god it's at the point where i always stop let let me actually finish the rest of the movie and like <laughs> know what the rest of the movie is for the podcast okay and so I'm, just so i understand do you guys like keep stars on in the background all day long while you're all home working? The time. gotcha okay i do she keeps the office on on tbs yeah. in the background which has fucking commercials and i can't stand it i'm like why are you watching a show that has commercials i i, I don't get it I'm old Anyways, school. I like to channel on. surf. I'd so, rather have a yes. movie on in the background with no commercials. This is from Stars. And I will say quickly that like the speech at the end of this movie. Well, that's what I was getting to. Oh. You go, go, sorry. go, go. Is so fucking powerful. I wish we had a leader that spoke to us and led us this way. And it's like especially right now, this speech could be given today minus the relationship piece of it. And like the specific election that he's in Mm -hmm. the points that he's arguing, the things that he's talking about, the fact that this was done in 1995 and could still be applicable to our election today and would fucking rally everybody is insane. And also a testament to Aaron Sorkin's writing. Like he's such a great writer. I I turned to her and I said, can we do a like live dramatic reading with Joe Biden reading the speech? Oh like, my it's god! Just, it's so good. Right? I mean, I was gonna say you have the opportunity, full circle, but like to have that speech and like January of yeah. twenty twenty, right? So oh yeah, I mean, it's great. It's good. It's powerful, and it feels like it gets you inside. Yeah. So I would say if anybody hasn't seen this movie and you're <laughs> wanting a peaceful, more yes. loving look at yes. politics, this is uh, yeah. maybe the movie it's very for you. Sweet and very respectful. Yeah, very adult. Um, it's re- I-, I really enjoyed it. I was like, you know, I really like this movie. I've watched it now. I feel like six times because yeah. like it's just been on and like. I just keep it on. I, I admire really your like basic it. bitch pumpkin spice movie. Hey, oh, it's gonna get even more pumpkin oh, spice. Shit. I don't agree ready? with the next. I'm not gonna agree with the next one. It's gonna um, get even more pumpkin so spice. I'm There's gonna be so point. much syrup in this coffee. I don't it's like unreal. sweets. Give me some potato chips right now. I so can't this. this is 1993's Dave. It's Ivan Reitman directed, oh, written by no. Gary Ross. <laughs> Kevin Klein, Sigourney Weaver, Frank Langella. So (laughs) you can be as upset as you want about this. But when I want to feel good about politics, these are the two movies I want to watch. 
again, why I picked what I picked because I knew. Where Thank she you, Lena. Thank you for now. putting some effort into this episode. <laughs> no, but I wanted her to do at least American President. I, I know. love these movies. I know. I, I love you for loving love these, these movies. movies. I don't care what you say. I love <laughs> both of these movies. They're great. Anyways, to anybody who hasn't seen this movie, it's uh, to um, avoid a potentially explosive scandal when the U.S. president Ooh. goes into a coma, an affable temp agency owner with an uncanny resemblance is put in its place. <laughs> you know what I find about this movie? What? Corruption and deceit. No, and totally. I, yes. I completely agree. It shows. But they like, use it for good. The real. I don't think they use it for Do good. They? They're still trying oh, to get know. their way. And oh. so I think. To me, it shows somebody that is like such a good person that Dave is going into this role that he didn't think it was going to be this thing. So he body doubled. Yes. Yeah. He body doubled for the president for this one job. And then it turned out to be this very expanded role. And the people in the president's life were trying to use their own motivations and controlling what was happening on their own and it's like you're not the fucking president and you brought this person in so you can move things forward that you wanted to move forward and ultimately be frank langella's character is like you want to be nominated president by manipulating this situation and seeing one kevin klein play these two different characters that have completely different tones personalities tastes whatever is funny and i love kevin klein um but dave that's the main character that kind of steps into this president role is just so humble and such a good person and just wants to help people that it's like you just see like the real people that are in politics and then the everyday man that it's like why are we doing things like this this doesn't make any sense so it, it does show you the corruption of like these are the people we have making the decisions for us and none of this fucking makes sense there's other ways of doing it you know so i think in the most sugar-coated fashion it is a fun popcorn movie version that i enjoy so i just wanted to share that as well i love both of those movies i knew you guys were going to pick things that were much more serious and i wanted to be the part of the show that's just the fun light-hearted Bring in the levity i love it enjoyment yeah we can always rely on you to bring the levity, and I do appreciate that yes. about you. And that's yes. on HBO if anybody wants to watch that. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I feel like we are so – I do appreciate it because I feel like we are so immersed in yeah. the, the madness that's going on right now leading up to these – I mean, I think you said it – I forget which one of you said it earlier, but, like, these next four weeks, if you think that shit's been crazy for the last four years – Buckle up, kids, because yeah. Buckle up, it's buckaroo. gonna be fucking insane these next Especially several Especially after this report of the taxes thing. Totally. I, and the first I, debate. Yeah, like, whoa. We got the first yeah. debates coming up. Like, it's gonna be Tuesday. Insane. Yeah. So all of these films and documentaries are out now, and we've linked to them in the show notes for the episode. Um, we hope this episode and the information that we've provided so generously oh. has made you <laughs> has been informative because we want you to participate. We want you to research and just be there. Be active. Thank you, Lena. 
Thank and you. Please Lena. check out the list of links and resources we've provided you yes. in the show notes and please exercise your right to vote on November 3rd. Vote, 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 vote. As always, we want to thank you for listening. For more information, please be sure to visit themartiniscale.com where you can find links for all of our social channels in addition to show notes and more. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcast and rate and review us. It helps others discover the show. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.